Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. One of the things we are doing in 2024 is we are celebrating the new investors. If you are a new investor and One Rental at a Time helped you in any way, please reach out to me either on Instagram via a direct message, or you can go off my website and just email me from there. I'd love to hear your story. I'm trying to schedule these on Sundays. So if you want to be a part of it, let me know. And let's welcome Chris to the show. How you doing, Chris? Very good. How are you, Mike? I'm doing very well. Thank you for reaching out. Thank you for letting me uh, share your new investor story. Uh, so tell us what it is. Where are you at right now? What are you doing in the uh, investing world? And we'll kind of get into that story. Sure. So um, the we originally invested when I went back to school in 2018. And what we did is we bought a primary residence, lived in it for, I had, my program was about 16 months out in Florida. And um, we lived in it knowing that we were going to use it as a rental. And and we, we I got a job actually out in uh, Dallas area and we moved okay. from uh, Florida to Texas and we kept that as a rental. Um, it, and I uh, recently on a couple of your videos, you guys have talked about time being a component. I, that is exactly what we have been experiencing with that rental. Um, fast forward a couple of years, we moved out to Texas. Um, and eventually, uh, we decided to move away from Texas and I got a job out in Virginia. So we moved from Texas out here to Virginia and we still had the one rental um, we had a home in Texas that we were going to use as a rental. We did then, as most viewers know, Texas taxes are killers. Yes. So we decided to sell. Um, we did yeah. sell that property. And then in 2023, we entered the year. We just had that one rental. Um, and then we, we were like, okay, we need to, we need to figure some things out. Um, I, when I went back to school, I went back and I got two econ degrees. Um, and so I kind of understand the, the, the way that inflation works, the way that uh, hard assets can assist you within uh, building wealth, essentially. Um, and I was like, well, we, there's something's going on. We got to figure this out. Um, so we were looking around. Uh, I had wa been watching you since I've been in Texas. So about four or five years ago um, and just, Kind of monitoring different things that you say. I'm very good at implementing things and just trying it out. Um, I know a couple of years ago you had, uh, maybe it was last year or two years ago, you had two of your students, one from St. Louis and one from Jacksonville, actually show their spreadsheets on a video. Yeah. So I yeah. said, all right, let's make a spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> so I made a spreadsheet. Um, and it's not that difficult to look every day. And eventually, as you kind of go through the spreadsheets, you realize that you can create different formulas within those that will auto-calculate. Yeah. So, and I think the idea that I, that I would suggest to people who are getting started is just learn a little bit every day and just build on that, right? And, and you'll eventually, you'll find yourself with a good year 
Um, and for us in 2023, we were able to go from one to 10 units and um, we only put 5% down. And one unique thing about me is I did serve in the military. So I have access to a VA loan and the home I'm living in right now is a VA home. So it was zero money down. However, when we moved here, we were paying 100% of our mortgage in our previous home. And here we're only paying 38% of our mortgage. <laughs> oh, I feel so bad I know, for you. I know. That's well, terrible. And, and, and I will say that a lot of people that are on um, your channels, they kind of watch it and they, they figure, well, we need to replace income. And I think I kind of flipped that a couple of years ago. And I said, how can we get our expenses paid for? Because if we pay for our expenses on the bottom side, our income on the top end will be will rise. And yeah, there's so much wisdom in that. There's so many there's so many branches I'm going to take off this conversation, but let's go with that one first. A lot of people, you know, the secret to wealth is not that hard, right? You have to create disposable income. And right. what is disposable income? Discretionary income. It's money in theory you could light on fire and your life doesn't change. But the idea is you you find a way to create that, you find a way to grow that, and then those become the seeds to assets that then feed that pile and it just keeps growing. It is really, really sexy, Chris, to talk about, hey, I'm going to double my income. Right. Okay, great. Not a lot of people can do that. Most of the people that watch our channels or watch this stuff are fixed hourly wage earners. Or right. as I was, my wage was set, right? I made X amount of dollars a year. Uh, it didn't matter how many hours I worked. It's just, it is what it is. So as Olivia and I did and what you have just talked about is we looked at a way to whack our expenses because again, mm -hmm. expenses you whack immediately and you see the bottom line difference. And then over time you get raises and you get income, mm -hmm. you do a side hustle, whatever it is, you get the best of both worlds. But man, I wish more people did that. They looked at house hacking, right? Most, other than taxes, your living expense is the most. If you can go from spending right. 100% to doing 38%, where does the other 62% go? To the bottom line. I wish people got right. that. And, and not only that, that's not including, because we moved from a home that we are cash flowing on that home. I didn't include that in our living expense. Exactly. That's just extra that we keep as savings. So um, that's critical. And I think what I've been saying to some people that I know here locally is I am buying future income. That is what I'm looking yes, to invest exactly in. Exactly right. You're buying future income. Oh, the, the other thing we should talk about, you, you have an econ degree, as I do. It sounds like you have a couple. I only have one. Um, what people you study it every day, though. Yes, I, yeah, I so. do. Every day. Um, but I have a saying, you've heard me say it a hundred times, and I'm sure I'll say thousands more. Inflation is a feature, mm -hmm. not a bug. You can argue it. You can get pissed off. You can say it's not fair. Doesn't matter. It's a feature and not a bug. If you appreciate it and you understand it and you stop railing against the system, use inflation. It's just wild for me to think about. Absolutely. And it, one of the things that I started doing in 2023 towards the end is I'm actually teaching now econ classes. And nice. one of my students that I was talking to recently, I, gave, I we went through the calculation of how your salary, it, it plays out in real terms. And after I did three years of salary at a 5% <laughs> inflation rate, he goes, 
So what do you do? You just eat that? I go, hey, you, you sure do? Yeah. <laughs> yes, you do. But how? <laughs> and I'm like, it's just a function of the economy. There's too oh many dollars God. chasing too few goods. And it's funny you mentioned that there's a TV show that uh, it's a cartoon that's on like the Simpsons. Mm. And it's about a, 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 a guy who's like a king and they created money in their last episode. Mm. And the one guy goes, well, we can just make more coins. And the guy goes, but how do we make more chickens? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they don't, yeah. and a lot of people don't understand the two dynamics of goods and services. And in real estate, bringing it back to real estate, people are not building homes. So what will happen when they're, I mean, we have more people coming to this country every day and that's a whole different discussion, but they're coming anyway. Well, yeah, let's just look at the 2023 statistics. This came from the Census Bureau. Roughly speaking, we're going to do round numbers. We added 1.8 million um, residents, right? Population sure. grew 1.8 million. And we built out 500,000 homes. Blind demand fundamentals tell you one thing, upward pressure on price. <laughs> and again, it doesn't happen in, in a year, a month, a quarter, but it just it just builds over time. And And we have underbuilt since, I don't know, 2008, 2009. You stack 300,000 housing discrepancy a year for freaking 15 years. You got a problem. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and just kind of knowing and learning these things is excellent for the initial investor. But the other thing that I think that people need to do is they start need to implementing them in some some way. For me, actually, a couple of years ago, I said I need to I need to understand the cash on cash return uh, metric. Okay. So I started helping people locally with it, and I started doing it, and then um, it became so second nature to me now that I get an alert. And I find, and I just do it on my phone. Yeah. Whereas before it would take me 15 minutes to do. Yeah. But again, build repetition, on those little things. Right. And then you'll eventually, you're going to have a great year and yeah. you're going to look back at it and you're gonna be like, how did I accomplish this? But yeah. You, you the other thing that's incremental or as economists say, marginal margin steps. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's all about the margins, baby. It's the margins. Um, it is really interesting because once you, go from 15 minutes to, you know, 90 seconds. The next step is this is where the real mental gymnastics come in and that I just love. It's like, okay, that deal doesn't work as is. What do I need to change to change the output to it's a deal that I would do? Now, again, the seller can always say no, but I'm trying to turn every deal, every opportunity into something I would say yes for. That is so powerful. And it's funny you say that because my six unit that I purchased that you sent me this for <laughs> was the exact, you exactly laid it out. It was on the market for a couple months. I think it was, uh, it was a for sale by owner. I don't remember where I found it, Facebook, maybe online or whatever, but I reached out to the owner and I said, let me see if this can work out in a different way. I said at 20%, 25%, it will not work out. Okay. So I was able to look at some different options, possibly a 50, 40, 10. Mm. And we, the seller and I went back and forth several different for several different months on different things. Eventually, he ended up saying he did not like holding a second position. So okay. we, and I said, okay. I said, that's all right. And he said, what, what would you do if I financed the whole thing other than Ooh. the 10%? I said, let me get back to you. Let me run yeah. some numbers. Yeah. 
I will get you an answer tonight. (laughs) And and again, I I was able to go back through my calculations just, and this is something that you suggested a while back to play with your spreadsheet and see where it works out. And I did. I was able to come back to him. He agreed. We agreed. I have never in my day ever looked at a seller uh, contract. I did it. And and I will say, I will credit this. One other thing that you say, meet a lot of people because I've met a couple of people locally because I've only been here for two years. Wow. And I met a couple of people locally who have worked in this, in the investment side. Mm -hmm. They helped me with the contract. They helped me get a lawyer. They helped me get the title company. They helped me with some of the minor updates that we needed to do. I mean, that is critical. That is awesome. Yeah. I mean, we, I've been putting it out there for years now. Get a buy box, do the work, stay focused, meet two new people a week, live below your means, right? It's just getting wealthy is a process. Yes. You may not like the fact that the process takes a decade. I don't care. It still takes a decade. You can rail against the machine and be all upset, or you could just do the work for a decade and see how it turns out. Um, right. It's pretty amazing. Um, and, and one thing I will say, add to that is when I went back to school in my 30s, okay, um, I went to a seminar that this guy put on and he was out of, he was, he was from Colorado State, but he, he went to Stanford for his graduate work. And he said to something to me that is, that I've never heard before, but it's out there now. He said, we often overestimate what we can do in one year and underestimate what we can do in 10 years. And when I look back at my times going back to school, getting a great job, moving three times across the country, I'm like, man, we did all that. And we only, we still have five years left. Mm, that's pretty amazing. So uh, again, kind of the six unit, you were doing the work discipline. You found it somewhere because it was fail, sale by owner. You tried to do a 50, 40, 10 seller turned out not to be comfortable. They brought up the idea of financing everything. You did the work. Um, how's it been owning a sixplex? It's been okay. I mean, it's around the holidays, it gets a little tough. Um, It's we have one section eight person in there right now. And here's the thing is it cash flows day one. I think the cash flow will grow by probably five or $600 in six months. Oh yeah. So, um, and and that kind of comes back to some other guests that you've had who say, know your rental market. Yes. And if yeah, you know your rental box. market as well, then you're going to be able to say, well, this is undervalued. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I, I use some online tools, but I verify everything with a local rental yes. agent. Talk to people, grow your network. It's a phone call away. It's, it's, and, and oh, by the way, never stop, Chris. You no. know, meet two new people a week for the next couple of years and your, your Rolodex will be, and people will wonder how you did it. You're like, you're like, I know that guy. I know that guy. I know. <laughs> it's just like, come on, guys, keep, keep doing the work. Don't stop. It's, it's, it's a process. It's not an easy button, but it's certainly possible. Um, what's some advice you have, right? It's, we're at the new year. A lot of people are like getting excited about investing. Uh, what, what would you tell a new investor? Doesn't own anything yet. What are some, what are some advice Chris would give? I would say don't, don't confuse inaction for necessary steps because a lot of people need you need to save money you need to have some sort of seed money now there are ways out there where you can do it without saving money but generally you're going to need to save some money and if this year 2024 is a year of saving for you that's okay yes totally agree totally agree it's a necessary step it's a necessary step it is step zero 
some people come to this with having some seed capital. Some don't. That's why I call it step zero. Um, but yeah, getting your money right. That's yeah. where it all starts. If you don't have discretionary income today, no problem. I didn't either. I started this journey at 30. I had I spent every penny. It's embarrassing, but I did. And then over the course of a couple of years, we got to spending 50% of our income. And that allowed us to save a bunch and just continue our journey. Uh it it is, it's a choice. You know, you can yes. spend it all or you can you can it, and again, it's not. It's not easy. My friends made fun of me. We didn't have the nicest cars. We didn't, we didn't even have a home. We had a condo. And, um, but you know, look at me now, right? Let's, let's compare now, not, you know, right back then. So. And, and I would say one last thing about that too, is be prepared. If you're new in this, be prepared to be shot down by people that you love and that, you know, yeah. because they will tell you, well, Joan, who owned a, a unit in 1986, got burned. So you're going to get burned. Exactly. So a, yeah. lot, a lot of it, I keep we. I talk with my wife about it, um, and I talk with just maybe a few select other people, and that's it. I don't generally talk to many people about it because I don't need the hassle. One thing you talk about online a lot, right, mm. is block the haters. Oh yes. It's difficult to do that in real life when they're around you a lot, but you can choose not to speak to them about it. Yeah. I mean, there, I have family members that I refuse to talk money with at all. Right. Mm -hmm. We talk weather, we talk sports. Yep. Don't yep. talk money at all. Um, and again, I got to tell you, the other thing you should do is not only block hate, you, you got to block like social media, block haters, block doomers. Cause you, I know there's a lot of people that don't, they don't feel it yet. They go, I watch them because they give me an alternative view. Mm -hmm. No, they don't. These are freaking people that do not have your best interests in mind. Right. They are simply trying to, you know, use social media to pump doom and fear to make money for themselves. They don't care about you. And I don't want to be around people that are selfish like that. Right. And again, if you're, if you come to real estate investing and you're listening to a tenant who's been wrong for five years, but makes pretty charts, what are you doing? I mean, seriously, are you kidding me? That's that's where you're getting your financial advice from. Crazy. Yeah, I know. It's it's pretty wild. So, um, what else? So, you have an economic degree. When I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about what do you see coming in 2024? We've got a lot of cross currents. Yeah, you know, I, um, I think. What's your, what's your gut? I, my gut is that something we're going to have a downturn. Okay. That being said. I think that the early part of January was going to be an indicator on that. However, I think the weather has thrown a wrench into my understanding of that mm. because throughout the country with all this snow that we've been getting, consumers are out there. And I look across the street because I have a, a shopping center across the street. Mm. And my general feeling was that there would not be that many consumers out there, that the consumption level would drop, which would drop the overall economic activity. But I do think that it's getting delayed because of this crazy weather that we're, that we're having across the country. And people are saying, I need to get this in order for the storm that's upcoming, God. but it could drop at any time. As you yeah. know, it, it, consumption oh, is odd. Mm -hmm. And then we have the CPI readings that tell me that food prices are increasing. So is the consumption level the same, but are we getting less goods and services for that same level? Yeah, it, I mean, if you go, yeah, it's, it's wild. Yeah, it's a yeah. tough read. There's a lot of 
Currents, as you know, you've probably heard me say I, I, I like to stick to my forecast. I, I call it a Q1, Q2 recession. Possible. I mean, we get retail yeah. sales this Wednesday, yeah. I think. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see what that number looks like. Um, and I did see that we had um, we had it was an okay uh, holiday season. Yeah, it was but okay. again, but again, was it that was the dollar amount the same, but the exactly. amount of goods and services were less? And it's unfortunate because they. Um, they don't if if that's the case, they will not make that known to the general public. You're gonna have to look that up and it takes time. Yeah, I mean, I did a rough look of that. I, again, these are from memory, right? I think December retail sales or what they call the holiday season were up like three percent or three point yep. two. But yep. then if you add in CPI, which again is not a great comparison because it's goods and services. Right. So it's not kite, it's not apples to apples, good enough for government work. It's like that was not a that was not a great Christmas season in real terms and nominal, right. sure, but I live in the real world, so yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure holidays was a great season. We we are seeing a lot more sales, like um, what they would call promo promotional, which yes. I think tells you, yes, uh, they got an excess inventory. I think, and we're seeing some changes at the top of several different retailers, which tells me people are either getting out saying it's I'm not going to deal with this. Yeah, they're getting out early, and then yeah, it's, it's hard. It's too hard. Yeah. I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's a good call. Um, I one of the things that I put out there that's probably most that is a mental brain twister for most folks, because it's in my experience never happened before. So I'm just going to lay it out. You know, let you poke holes in it. I do think it is possible this year that we have low growth, let's call sink like mm -hmm. 0 0.2, 0 0.3. So not really a recession. And we have inflation fall because shelter is rolling over and all these other components. So I actually think there's a possibility, maybe 35, maybe 40%. So not base case, but also not zero, mm -hmm. that we do have this mythical soft landing. And where it really breaks people's brains is I think the Fed may cut two or three times mm -hmm. just to not get more restrictive. So historically right. speaking, as you know, yeah. the Fed doesn't cut rates without, you know, an imminent recession. But I actually think this time, because of what's happened in the money supply and all of this, we may get Fed rate cuts without a recession. What do you think of all that? I That is a possibility. And the reason why I think that's a possibility is if we go back to the jobs reports, many of the jobs are coming in as government spending. So when we look at the overall economic growth, if the government is making up for that lack of consumer and investment spending, the, the growth will be minimal. But yeah. then at some point, the, the Fed's going to look at that and they're going to say, we still need to accelerate this consumption and this Correct. investment spending. So we're going to cut the rate. Yeah, you can't, you can't grow an economy long-term on government spending. We're you know, 68, 70% consumer. So they may look at the band-aid of, of the government spending going, oh my God, if we don't if we don't spark consumers a little, right. Th this this and house of cards that's collapses. Exactly correct. And that's I, essentially that is what they kind of looked at when they designed this whole yeah. aggregate expenditure model years ago, is that 
in times of because I mean event a lot of people say, well, why do we need inflation? Well, generally we need it because if we know that prices are going to fall in a month, we're all going to hold our money and yeah. buy in a month, yeah. which causes a severe recession. Negative but, feedback loop is crazy. But if we can smooth those out a little bit, it'll be a mm -hmm. little less on the overall societal like whole. So but yeah, yeah it's I, um it, I could talk about this a lot very lot. And yeah, no, I I eat I mean Getting an economics degree was such a an awesome degree to get. It, it really look at the insides of the the economy and and go forward. Um, you know, when we look to the future, right? I think there's only you know a couple of things that I think are true. One of them we talked about already, and that's inflation's a feature, not a bug. Mm -hmm. Again, I so many people rail against it. it's like guys, it is it's been this way, and it'll be that way in the future. Use it. Right. Use inflation to get rich. And right. The other thing people don't realize is the U.S. is very lucky to have 30 year fixed rate debt. Yes. And that's Absolutely. it's a one way bet. It's a one way bet. You refi if it goes lower, if it goes higher, who cares? You know, and, and I will say one other thing about the inflation being a hedge to build your wealth. When inflation dies down and the spending increases on the consumption and the investment side, that means growth will take off which means the value of your property will also increase with that, uh, that growth potential. Yeah. Which, but so, I don't bet on it. I do not bet on uh, no. appreciation. So no. Yeah. 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 Shame on but, you. We don't do that. It happens. But though. if you can see it, it's not a bad feature to understand. <laughs> no. It, yeah. We don't put it in our models, but we understand it happens. So treat it like whipped creams and nuts and cherries on That's top right. of the Sunday. Exactly. Right. Chris. So somebody who's willing to get started, they were beginning of the year. They've seen your impressive story. What are one or two things that Chris would recommend doing? Definitely uh, figure out your metric. Um, I have taken some high-level finance courses that people probably uh, realize, but cash on cash return is probably the best metric that I would say an individual investor would use. Now, once you get to certain levels by over 100 units, you could look at other metrics. But if you're starting out, cash yeah. on cash, because it's the amount of money you're putting in for the amount that you're getting back every month. And then eventually, as we just discussed, the appreciation will kick in, but you you don't care about that for year one through five. You care about exactly. that in year 15, year 20, when you can, and at that point, then you're pulling money out and you're never investing your own W-2 income ever again. Exactly. Um, so I would say just understanding that metric, being able to look every day and, and try it, just try it, right? I said it earlier, just build on something and it'll take you 15 minutes the first time. Then it will take you eight. Then it will take you five. Then it takes you 90 seconds. And you're able to say, yeah. is this an opportunity? Yeah. And and I and so that would be one would be understand cash on cash, two, kind of build on something. And the third one is very similar to you. Meet somebody in your area every day. There's somebody out there who is who's at a higher level than you that will be able to help you get through that yeah. that that breakthrough. Yep. And then as you get the opportunity, reach down as well and help. Absolutely. The journey. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Chris, uh, is there a social media feed anywhere we can send them to follow you, see what's going um, on in your it, world? So I, I talked about my cash on cash return. I created a, a YouTube channel for Lynchburg here. It's called invest nice. L I H. Um, if anybody wants to go there, I do cash on cash return videos every once in a while. I'll actually review an article that I read in my research. Um, I'm in a, I'm in a graduate program again. So I know I, I you like I'm, school. Uh, I do like my, I do like school. So <laughs> there you go. 
Well, Chris, you're amazing. Thank you for saying yes. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for doing the work and being a part of the community. Have an amazing day. Thanks, Mike. You got it.